developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. and welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you this morning from all over the place uh, at, with a very special show. I don't know if you guys have already watched the first three seasons of Atypical, but if you haven't, it's in an ideal time over this 4th of July to catch up on that show and be ready because the fourth and final season drops next week on July 9th. And this is on Netflix, and this is a show that is worth watching. And, you know, we've loved it from the very beginning. We've been huge fans of it for so many reasons, for the voice that it gave to individuals on the spectrum and talking about sexual things, you know, that young people, you know, older people on the autism spectrum have the same Maslow hierarchy of needs, which means that, you know, sex is a thing. Uh, and should not be denied, and they have questions, and they would like help in being able to find the way to be able to access meaningful relationships. And the leading character, Sam, on Atypical, is a young man who, you know, has those natural drives, and it gets discussed on the show, uh, along with a whole host of other things. I, you know, I, I think that in the beginning, that was the thing that we all went, oh, we've never talked about this before. This is exciting. And I know I loved so much that it gave me an opportunity to watch the show and then bring those up with my son. And it opened the door to a whole lot of other shows, too. But Atypical was the first uh, to take this on. But through the course of being with this family, we got to live through a lot of different things, issues with infidelity. We got to deal with issues of, you know, the whole mom thing and how we want to be in control of things. Um, but many, many, many other things, uh, including the sibling issue, what it's like for the siblings on the spectrum. So we love this show and the fourth and final season. It's bittersweet, right? So coming up in a little while, we've got a pre-recorded interview that we did with two of the recurring characters on the uh, show who happen to be actors on the spectrum, that hashtag actually autistic uh, that's very popular right now. And <clears throat> 
we've got two of them on the show. Dom um, has been on the show for now three seasons, I believe. And Tal is going to be with us, and she's been on the show for two seasons, I believe. We'll have, we'll have them check in on with us on that. Uh, so we're going to get to that in just a minute. But Traven is already showing you some of the different ways that you can be watching the show, some of the different ways that you can interact with us. And we hope that right now, if you're watching live, then you will want to interact. It, uh, you can watch us live right now on YouTube, on Twitter on Facebook or on our homepage, autism-live.com. Now, if you're on those big three, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, you can be writing in your questions on there and they come in here. Uh, the, the interview is pre-recorded, So unfortunately we won't be taking live questions during the interview. But uh, I, if you send in questions, I can get them to these amazing young actors. So uh, now I also want to mention that this show is going to be available for podcasts, and we're going to re-air it next week as we get closer to the, the, the day that the episodes drop, which is July 9th. Uh, and I've, you know, I've seen it. It's, you're going to want to watch it. You, you've got to put the period at the end of this sentence. Let me just tell you, you'll laugh, you'll cry. Uh, it will be amazing for you. So again, Netflix, atypical July 9th. Uh, but if you want to rewatch this show or any other show that we do here at Autism Live, we are a podcast that is available as a free download wherever you get your podcasts. In fact, we are the number one rated autism podcast worldwide that is because of you guys because you've liked us you've shared you've commented uh you've subscribed you've reviewed please keep it coming because that's what keeps us on the air and that's what gets us to other people we don't have a marketing budget just not something we do here at autism live because that would be i don't know a crazy idea but we don't it's all grassroots we count on you if you see something that you like here share it if you see a topic and you're like, I need to know more about this, write into us, tell us, we take requests. Uh, it's all, all the things, as my good friend Rachel says, it's all the things. So we're so glad that you guys are here and, and with us today as we're going to get into talking to these two actors. But of course, still, uh, we want to bring you something that we're very fond of here, and that is the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey, nani nani are those experts talking about? What does this have to do with us? Do we really need to learn this term? Is it of any use to us? And why would it be of use to us? But that all starts with understanding. Actually, it all starts with making fun of the things we don't understand in my book. So first, we're going to give you the actual definition of this term. Then we are going to give you a working definition, which often uh, will make the experts break out in hives. Uh, but I prefer to make fun of the working definition because it's just about useless, right? But we'll try to get you to a place where you have beginning understanding. Don't freak out if you don't get it the first time because I think almost no one gets, especially today's term. It is the thing that people struggle with for years and years and years until finally it's like the FedEx arrow. You're like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And then you see it. And, and then you see it forever, right? And then you can't unsee it. So uh, and I think that this is something that's really helpful. We don't bother with jargon terms unless we think they can save you five minutes, $5 and get you a whole lot of progress, you know, progress. That's my litmus test for the jargon. So today's jargon term, are you ready for this? It's an oldie but a goodie. It's the one that there's the most confusion around, ladies and gentlemen, extinction. Now, 
Um, like a lot of jargon terms, we hear these words and we go, well, I know what extinction is. And of course, my mind immediately goes to dinosaurs. What could this possibly have? And I think there are people who actually see this and think that um, this is a term that's about harming someone on the autism spectrum. Oh, my gosh. No, uh, not at all. So let's let's demystify all the things and talk about what extinction has to do with in ABA. So let's see our actual definition and see if we can't poke some fun. Of, uh, extinction is the process of withholding a functional reinforcer of a target behavior in order to reduce or remove it completely. But it can also involve the interruption of the response reinforcer relation. That's Castillo, Barrero, and Mendris Smith, 2014. I know what extinction as a procedure is. I have no idea what this definition is. I literally could just throw this into the circular file and say enough with this because there's almost nothing here that I understand. I don't, I don't really know what a response reinforcer relation is unless I squint. Uh, but I understand that when we're talking about ABA, we're talking about behavior and we want to increase some behaviors and decrease other behaviors. And I see in here that we're talking about, uh, not reinforcing behaviors that we don't want to see, I think. Uh, but I think that's because I know what extinction is. All right, let's move on to the working definition. There's not much to be made fun of here. It's just unusable. It's not functional. Uh, so extinction is not giving the individual whatever is causing the behavior. So if we go back to the very beginnings of talking about ABA and before everybody loses their mind, I'm talking about good quality ABA. Good quality ABA is a teaching technique. That's what it is. In fact, it's a very effective teaching technique that's built on the principle that you only do things because they're meaningful to you. That you're not going to do something, especially not on a repeated basis, unless there's some kind of reward for you. So ABA says, let's reward behavior that we want to see, and let's just not give a reward to behaviors we don't want to see, which means we're not going to nag, we're not going to punish, we're not going to make the person's life difficult, we're just not going to give the reward. This applies to everything under the sun, not just to autism. So you'll see on intervention shows where an, there's an addict, right? And the addict wants to get to the drugs and you know so what they do is they yell at their mom until their mom gives them the money from their purse and goes and gets the drug and what does dr phil say he's like you got to stop giving him the money he's yelling at you because it works and you give him the money so that's aba folks uh and and i just want to say this when used properly aba is the best te teaching technique on the face of the planet but let's remember that with all teachers can we can we all say that we've had a wonderful teacher in our lives somebody who like ignited us and gave us a spark that we wanted to go and learn more but haven't we all had the exact opposite a teacher who belittled us shamed us and made us feel bad i just want you to know that ABA is a, t a technique and a teaching technique. And there are some people who are doing it wrong, wrong. And that's, and they call it ABA. It's not even ABA, but they're calling it ABA. I call it bad ABA, but there is really good ABA where there's really good reinforcement and teaching that's happening. So whenever we're talking about ABA here on Autism Live, we're talking about compassionate, caring, individualized teaching that builds the person up 
not tears them down. Okay. Just want to level that playing field. Okay. So now in good ABA extent, extinction is a technique where we say, okay, if somebody is tantruming, they're tantruming for a reason. There's something that they want and they've gotten used to getting it in this way. Tantruming. This is not magic. All babies come out, don't have language, cry to get what they want. Eventually language is shaped in a lot of people so that they don't have to throw the tantrum to get what they want. But if you're on the autism spectrum and you didn't get that connection about, I, I don't have to tantrum to get what I want, you might still be tantruming to get what you want. And hey, if it works, why wouldn't you? So good ABA says, let's flip this script around a little bit. Let's help this person to get their needs met in a way that's really functional because throwing a tantrum to get your way isn't really functional long-term. It makes people frustrated with you. When you're older, it can land you in jail, right? And it doesn't effectively meet your needs. So there's a procedure where they teach, you know, another way to ask, but part of the procedure is to put a behavior on extinction. The behavior, not the individual, is put on extinction, which means we are going to cut it off from, like a fire, we're going to cut it off from its oxygen. We're going to stop rewarding it, is what we're going to do. Again, there's no recriminations. We're not, you know, nagging and going, I told you, you're not going to get that if you, you know, no, there's nothing. There's no punishment. We're just saying, if before you used to throw a tantrum to get a cookie, now we are not going to give you a cookie for a tantrum. We're going to teach you 85 other ways to ask for a cookie. We're going to help you to ask for a cookie in, in one or 10 of those other ways. But if you throw a tantrum, we're for sure not going to give you the cookie. That is extinction. A lot of times people confuse extinction and think extinction is when you don't give something attention. There's a reason why they make that mistake because a lot of times extinction is used for attention maintained behavior. When somebody does something just to get attention, think about anybody who ever got on a phone call and they had small children in their house when they got on the phone call. What do small children do the minute you get on the phone? They come and they're like, can I have this? Can I have that? Can I do this? Can I, they want your attention while you're on the phone call. And often what we do, cause we've got to take the call is we give them whatever they want so that they will quiet down, sit down, leave us alone so that we can deal with the phone call. But what we do in that moment is we teach kids, if I'm on the phone, you can pester me and I will give you whatever you want. Right. And then they do that and they've learned, yes, that is the thing to do. So extinction says that what we would do is we would, you know, before we got on the phone call, we would say, what do you want? Uh, and have them appropriately ask for that. We would set them up with something so that they wouldn't come up to us while we were on the phone call, right? But if in fact that didn't work and they came up to us on the phone call, we would not give them attention. It would be hard because not giving our kids attention when they want attention, even when they're asking for it inappropriately is hard, right? And it would be hard because we really want to take the phone call. Um, but what we're doing when we give attention to behavior that is um, not appropriate um, is we teach people, keep doing that. Keep doing that. I'd like to pay you for doing that behavior, right? And extinction says, we're no longer going to pay you for behavior that is not helping you and not helping me. It does not mean that you ignore the child, except 
when the, the, the purpose of the behavior was to get your attention. And even then, it doesn't mean that we ignore the child. It means we ignore the behavior. And that is the thing that is so confusing for people. So when I'm ignoring the behavior, my child can be screaming and throwing themselves on the floor and I'm making sure that the whole area is safe, right? I'm not leaving the room. I'm not putting them in a room. I'm, I'm attending to the child's needs by making sure that they're safe, but I'm not leaning over them and going, stop it. You can't do that. Hey, calm down. I'm not, I'm not doing that because that's attention to the behavior, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm not ignoring the child. I'm ignoring the behavior. I'm letting them work through whatever feelings they go through. And then as soon as they're calm, I'm going to give attention to that behavior and I'm going to language it for them and saying, you're really upset, aren't you? What do you need? Can you tell me, you know, and they and point to things or have them verbally approximate what they want or use their iPad, whatever means of communication they have. That's attending to the child, ignoring a behavior until we get the right behavior. Because we're trying to teach ourselves and others that, you know, some of our behaviors that aren't really long-term productive, um, we don't we don't need to be giving them whatever the gas is, whatever the, the reinforcement is. Sometimes it's attention, but it is not always attention. Um, so I, I hear, so, and I was guilty of this, that they would say, put it on extinction. And I started thinking of it as, oh, ignore. That is not what it means. Unless it's attention. But we don't ignore the child, we ignore the behavior. So I know you're probably just as confused as you started out. But over time, you will start to understand, oh, extinction is trying to separate the whatever the paycheck was from the behavior, right? So if, if the reason why they were doing the behavior was to get access to something, then we take the thing and we put it away. If what they were trying to get was your attention, we don't give attention based on the behavior. We still stay in the room with the child, but we'll give attention when they appropriately ask. And that can look like a million thousand things depending on the individual. So extinction is an amazing tool. I will tell you that often there's an extinction burst before we, we really get up. So if you ever are, are given a behavior intervention plan and it involves extinction, they, you got to shore yourself up and know it's going to be hard because if somebody is used to throwing a tantrum to get their way and it's worked and they throw the tantrum and you don't give in, guess what they're going to do? They're going to throw a bigger tantrum because this is human nature. I always use the example, I go into the bathroom, I turn on the light switch and the light comes on, right? But then I come in and I turn the light switch on and the light doesn't come on. And I am, you know, a, a, an adult who has an understanding of how lights work. But what do I do? I stand there and flick it up and down because it's always worked before until my brain realizes, oh, the light's burned out. Kids are that way too. So if they throw the tantrum and you always gave in before and you don't this time, they're going to throw the bigger tantrum until they're 100% clear it doesn't work. You got to steal yourself so that you got to be working with professionals that know what they're doing, good ABA, right? But you steal yourself, you don't ignore the child, you ignore the behavior, right? And you don't give into it. Uh, and you have to be ready because they will switch tactics and that you need to reinforce. So the extinction burst is when you see that, it's always good news because it means you've gotten it right. 
you've absolutely gotten it right. And if you can ride it out, often that behavior will dissipate. And it's like, you have a breakthrough moment and the individual has a breakthrough moment. They're like, oh, I don't have to throw a tantrum to get a cookie. I can just point to a picture of a cookie and you'll give it to me. Whoa, that's really exciting because they want to get their needs met. And we have a, a responsibility to help them to get their needs met in a way that's good for them. Tantruming is not a good way to get needs met unless it's your only way. Right? Okay, so that's extinction. We gotta hurry here because we have interviews. All right, moving on. We always have a question of the day for you. And our question today, uh, now I'm still seeing it. Oh, here it is. Uh, where is your favorite place to go in the world? Where where do you love to be? Where do you love to go? I can't wait to hear where you guys want to go. I always say that I never love my husband more than I do when we are at Disneyland. Like it's my favorite place to be with my husband. Um, so, and there are many places I love to go with my son. I love to be in the car with my son. We have the best conversations in the car uh, with my son. And then for me personally, where, where's my favorite place to go? Home. <laughs> I know, is that crazy? After so much time we've been at home, but I, I'm a homebody. I love to be home more than anything else. All right, moving on. Let's go on to our uh, topic of the week here this week, which is recuperation. Ooh, we are about to take a break here um, from Autism Live, from live shows across the next week, because I don't know about you, but I need to, I need some recuperation. Uh, and I think you guys need some recuperation. We're not going far. We're not, you know, we'll be back with live shows week after next. Um, but every, you know, there's a time, uh, you know, time to sow, time to reap, and there's a time to rest. And I hope that you guys are all going to get some of all of that uh, over this next weekend. Uh, okay, so having said all of these wonderful things, I just want to, uh, we're going to play this video for you of this interview that we did last week with two amazing young actors, both of them who identify themselves as being actually autistic, both of them who are recurring characters on the hit show Atypical, don't forget to watch on Netflix Friday, July 9th, the show final, fourth and final season. This is it, uh, I, which is hard for me to get my head wrapped around, but it's a special season. You're not going to want to miss it. If you've missed the first three seasons, this is the ideal week. Get yourself on Netflix and get caught up. It's absolutely inspirational. It's uh, really remarkable. So take a, a listen to these two very inspirational young actors who've been working on this show, both of them for more than one season. And then I'll catch you guys on the flip. Take a look. Welcome back, everyone, to Autism Live. I'm so excited because, as you guys know, it is the fourth and final, not excited about it being the final, but excited about being able to see the fourth season of Atypical on Netflix. And you guys know that I've been a big fan of this show from the very, very start. I'm so excited that today on the show, we've got two of the wonderful actors featured in this season, the fourth season. And one of them is somebody that you guys have seen many times before on the show, Dominique Brown Dom, as he's known to all of us. But for the first time, we are welcoming Tal Anderson. And we're very excited to have both of them here. They're both very accomplished actors. And uh, we can't wait to talk to them about what it's been like being on the set for the fourth and final season of Atypical. So welcome to the show, you guys. 
Hi, There's thank you so Cal. much. Hi, Thanks, thank you for having me. Oh, we're so excited to have you. And and Tal, Dom's at a little bit of a, an advantage here that he's been on the show many times before. Uh, mm -hmm. We've we've uh, featured him before on the show for countless things. Tal, um, this is your first time, but I, I hope not the last time that we'll be featuring you guys on the show. So both of you are actors in your own right um, and have worked on many different projects. Uh, and I'm, but I'm sure this is a level of excitement. There's so much a buzz about you guys being on this show in this season in particular. Um, so the first thing that I want you to do is tell the audience a little bit about the characters that you play on Atypical. Dom, you wanna go first? Yeah, so a lot of you know that I play the character, the recurring character, Jasper. Um, he is a young man on the spectrum. He, he wants to be a dentist. And yeah, and he's very, they show his character as a comedic style in a way. Yeah, yeah, which is not a stretch for you because you're a comic guy. Uh, you, you're very good at playing those kinds of roles. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how you guys fit in the show because I think it's very fun and unique. But uh, so, Tal, tell us a little bit about your character. Well, I play Sid or Sydney, um, and she is a friend that, meet, that Sam meets when he gets to Denton University in season three. Um, Sid is competent and hardworking, and she has plans. Like lots of plans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Has, yeah. Um, she has the whole college thing down, like totally under control. Um, and she is all about helping her friends. But she has goals for her life. And, you know, she stays on her path. Yeah. And it's, I, what I love about it is that both of you are, are, are these amazing, like, counselors for Sam. Um, that, that whenever he's not too sure about something, I, I feel like he tends to run to you guys and you guys cut through all of the nonsense right to the heart of the matter with some of the best advice there is. In fact, Tals, I, I wish that Sid was on my advisory committee uh, because she's got some good advice even about money, uh, which is amazing. I, I love it. Uh, but even Jasper, Jasper like cuts right to it and, and gives him the lowdown on whatever Sam needs to know. Uh, you guys are a really important part of, of the show and, and I love that part of the show, but I'm curious what, and you, this is for, for Dom, correct me, this is your third season being on the show, correct? Correct. And Tal, this is your second season being on the show. Yes. So I wanna rewind the clock a little bit and go back to when you first uh, auditioned and, and got cast on the show. Tell us what it was like to find out that you were going to be on a hit Netflix show. Let's start with Tal this time. Ladies first. Okay. Um, well, for me, it's an amazing story, actually. Um, I originally auditioned for another role. It was a small part in episode two of season three, um, and I didn't get a call back, so I was like, well, that stings. <laughs> but then I got a call from my agent that I had been cast in a different role. But 
Um, I didn't know the whole story about how it all happened until the end of season three, but I was told that when the showrunner and producer saw my audition, they decided to write a recurring role for me. Um, it was a really, it was really an incredible opportunity, um, and I'm so grateful they saw something in me and created Sid because she's been so fun to play. I think that's awesome. And, you know, isn't that a lesson for all actors? You, you know, you went, you auditioned, you didn't get called and you thought, oh, they didn't, they didn't want me, they didn't like me, whatever the thing is, and then come to find out they liked you so much they wrote a role for you. That's a pretty nice thing to find out. Congratulations. And Dom, yeah. what was it like for you finding out that you were going to be on Atypical? Uh, my, my story with Atypical, it was crazy, you know, I mean, besides auditioning, all these organizations, these, all these people, they just recommended me for the part, you know, uh, Jason Weisbrod, who we both know, Elaine uh, Hall, Matt Asner even recommended me for the part, and yeah, and Jason, Jason Weisbrod, who we both know of Spectral Laboratory, he's the one that helped me coach he coached me on getting on this wonderful role. And at first, when I went into the audition room, they had me read for Josh, but they also they also had me read for Leia's character. Um, uh, well, for, originally, I think I think the name was supposed to be Adam, but they but I got Jasper instead, and. Yeah, Leia, Leia got that, that role. Well, and, and look how it's all turned out. Uh, they, they've loved you so much that they brought you back for three seasons total. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like each season you've had more of a role to play. Because uh, you're, you're in almost all of season four episodes, aren't you, Dom? I believe we're almost in almost... Yeah every episode it it felt like that it felt like that so uh a pretty amazing thing but what i'm hearing is that even in the audition you guys needed to be pretty flexible um and that that you guys rose to that challenge and were flexible in the audition and i'm sure that you brought that to the set uh, and each set each show has its own sort of flavor what was it like being on the set for atypical you guys <clears throat> Tal, let's go to you first. Um, you know, being on the set of Atypical was an amazing experience. And, you know, I'm going to miss it so much now that the final season is finished. Um, the cast and crew were so welcoming and supportive, and they really made me feel like a part of the family. I mean, what an honor to be part of such a great show. Yeah, so it sounds like it was a pretty fun set. There's a lot of funny actors on that show. Um, uh, so you had a good time? Yes. Um, you know, I really looked up to a lot of the cast, and I have so much gratitude and respect for the writers, producers, and crew for the work they do. Um, running a show like this takes a lot of people, and that means everyone has to do their jobs and work together. And this team is just fantastic. I love that. Dom, what was it like for you being on set? Uh, it was amazing. Everyone was so cool. The cast, the crew, it was, you know, it was all amazing. And yeah, it, it really is sad that it's coming to an end. 
you know, because we we got to really get to know these people. We got to we got to conversate with them. We got to got to keep in touch with them. And you know, when yeah. you when it's when something ends, it's just hard for you not to like miss it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I didn't mention when I was talking about uh, introducing you guys, but Dom, you're a junior, I, I understand, in college right now, studying theater and music. And Tal, you're, you already have, but I, correct me if I'm wrong, you have a BS from Full Sail? I, I'm not, that intrigues me, a BS, not a BA, because yeah. you're an independent filmmaker and, a, and uh, an independent film editor, is that correct? Yes, yes, it is. Um, yes. Now, why a Bachelor of Science, not a Bachelor of Arts? Hmm. Is that well, just what they offer at Full Sail? It's yes, a curveball. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, I for people who are, both of you are actors, um, but you have other talents as well. Dom, I know you brought up uh, Spec Labs. You uh, perform in a band, you're a singer, you write songs, you're amazing. And Tall, as I said, you're available as a freelance editor. I have to keep that in mind the next time I'm looking for an editor. Um, but how did you guys decide that you wanted to be actors? When did that happen? Was that a lifelong ambition or, or did you just come, come at you when you had the opportunity to audition? Dom, let's start with you. Did you always want to be an actor? Um, yes, my... You know, in my experience as an actor, you know, kids, kids, they, they, when every time they, you know, for Christmas, their birthdays, they always ask for, you know, they always ask for trucks and balls and yo-yos, all that neat stuff, or Power Ranger figurines, all that stuff. I, I did not ask for any of that. I, I've asked for instruments. I've asked for movie stuff. I asked for cameras. And, you know, I, I just realized then that I wanted to be this actor. And I part, I participated in a lot of things like, you know, in school pageants or, you know, school plays. And, yeah, and, you know, during my year in middle school, my eighth grade year in middle school, you know, people, people originally, all my classmates and peers, they all saw that I had a spark in me. I had this, you know, there's something creative about this guy. He has a, he's talented, he's got a neat voice, he's funny. And, you know, that, that just, that just came to me. I need to be, I need to be a superstar. I need to, I need to shine. I need to be an actor or a singer. Yeah, and you're certainly great at both. I want to encourage people, if they haven't already seen some of the music videos that you've done, uh, to head over to Spec Labs uh, or Google Spec Labs, and you can see some of Dom's work as a... Because, I, you know, I think people look at you, Dom, and like a lot of people, they go, oh, you know, great actor, but you're also... There's something about when you when you put a guitar in your hands, you're you're pretty amazing on stage singing, too. Now, Tal, what, did you know that you wanted to be an actor before you auditioned for this, or was this the first time? Well, you see, I have always been a storyteller, even when I was, like, really young, like, five years old. Um, and I think I always knew that I wanted to be part of the Hollywood magic somehow. 
Um, I wrote scripts for myself, filmed life on a flip, little flip video camera, and acted out scenes in front of the TV with my brother. <laughs> um, I love that. But I didn't really start focusing on acting until I was about 15 years old. And I started um, because I was looking for a way to improve my confidence and learn to be more social. And then I fell in love with it. And from that point on, I never stopped training and learning. Um, and honestly, after I went to film school, because, um, I, sorry, after, I, after high school, I went to film school. Um, I, I went to film school because I wanted to be the best I could be as an actor. And that meant learning how everything works behind the camera also. Um, and in the process, I learned about all the hard work it takes to make a production, but also I fell in love with editing. I love that. I love that. And I love that because, you know, sometimes people try to pigeonhole you and say, well, you're an actor or you're a singer or you're a filmmaker. And I love you saying that you love to tell stories. I think that just takes my breath away, Tal. That's amazing. So uh, we talked a lot about this process, but I guess, you know, we got to head into the area of controversy. There's been a quite a bit of controversy lately, lately that I'm sure you guys are aware of about actors on the spectrum and having the opportunity to audition to play roles, whether it's a role of someone who's on the spectrum or somebody who isn't on the spectrum, giving actors who are on the, the spectrum at least an opportunity. And that's been really talked about in the media throughout the last year. And I'm wondering, I mean, here both of you are, you're, you're actors who had that opportunity. Atypical gave you that opportunity and said, come and audition, and you got cast. And I'm wondering what you guys want to say about having, having had the opportunity and what you want to say to Netflix and to Atypical and to the world about why you deserve that opportunity. Uh, Tal, you want to go first? Sure. Um, in you know, in general, I feel that everyone, no matter who they are, um, deserves to turn on the TV or sit in a movie theater and see someone on on screen who they can identify with, um, because it validates that you exist in the world and that people see you. You know, this is why authentic representation is so important. Um, for me, it's such a great feeling personally to book a role on such an amazing series, to be validated as an actor in general, but also it's been so amazing to be validated as an autistic actor. Um, you know, I have never read a breakdown that said Sid was autistic just that she was a student volunteer in the disability service lounge. Um, but Sid is unique and determined. And in my eyes, she was written for me. So she is autistic. And I think that it, it's, it's so amazing that I was able to play Sid, but also was able to contribute to who Sid is within this amazing story. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And she is her own particular flavor, Sid. Uh, yeah. She's a great, great character. I absolutely adore her. Uh, Dom, what sassy. about... Uh, what did you say? She's very sassy. <laughs> she is. That's the perfect word. She is sassy. Uh, I love it. Uh, we love sassy women. Uh, so, Dom, what about for you? What did the, what did it, what does it mean to you? What did it mean to you 
getting to audition and having that opportunity? A person with every person with this, almost every person with disabilities has been on TV, all except for autism. You know, eventually, mm. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a supporter of the Down syndrome era, era but you know, I mean, I have friends with Down syndrome, but you know, us people with autism, we need that chance too. We want to show the world that we can do something. We want to show them how creative we are. We want to show them were huge stars that were just like them. No one has to see us in a different way, you know? We might not be perfect, but, you know, we have our chances. And Jasper, you know, I think this role really comes in for him. But he's, he's a, it's a very, very talented, I think he's a very talented guy, you know, he's funny mm -hmm. and he's, he's helpful for Sam, you know? If, if yeah. they were, to do a spin-off for Atypical, I, I hope it would be like, you know, it would be like the adventures of Jasper and Sid, and who knows, you know, I mean, the, peer, the members of the peer group, the, all, all the members of the peer group have, have um, they expressed that they wanted to do the spin-off for Atypical, you know, hopefully Netflix and the people of Atypical, some who, who they, I, I, they, I hope they know that we are wanting to do something and we were really we're really appreciated that they were able to pick us for these type of roles well i love that answer dom and i love that you advocated for yourselves and put it out there like maybe there's a spin-off uh you know may maybe that opportunity is there or the opportunity to spin to something else uh because there are more and more opportunities. And I'll tell you one of the things that I appreciate about you guys is that, um, you know, it's sad to me that the, that some production companies still have not seen the light that Netflix has definitely seen, which is, you know, giving uh, people on the spectrum an opportunity to audition is a good thing, uh, that you will get good, talented people who are great on set. And I appreciate that you guys, and there's a, there's a group of actors um, that are also on the spectrum that have been cast and are uh, showing how capable, how hilarious, how talented, how responsible, how, how professional you guys can be on the set. So I really appreciate all the hard work that you guys did and set a good example. I love that uh, on a typical that you guys are the voice of reason almost always. Like somebody says something and Sam, you know, has a moment where he's like, wait a second, that can't be true. And then they cut directly to the two of you and you guys give him the reasonable truth answer. Not the person who, you know, uh, doesn't have uh, any kind of a, a label attached to them. They gave the answer that wasn't uh, appropriate. So I absolutely love that about the show. I'm a huge fan of Robbie as I, she can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned, uh, the creator of the show and writer. Um, so we have to be very careful here because we don't want to give any spoilers. We want to let people know that the show becomes uh, viewable. I just am not sure whether it becomes view. I think it's July 9th. Is that what you guys have in your calendars, July 9th yes. on Netflix? That's when yes. it drops and, and everybody can watch it. And we don't want to give away any spoilers whatsoever. And I'm not sure which date we're going to air this yet. So no spoilers here. But is there anything that isn't a spoiler that you want people to know about this fourth and final season? 
I know it's it's like hard to talk about, but there's good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely am not going to spoil it for everyone, but <laughs> I can say that hopefully after watching this season, we will we will all leave, you know, thinking about what we are really doing to make an impact on the world. Um, all the characters will face really tough challenges in this season and it will be amazing to see how they all take them on um because every character is so unique and i i just love them all so much that's such a good answer you should be a politician tall that was a that was a good good answer you didn't give anything away and yet you said all the things don that's going to be hard to follow what do you want people to know about fourth and final season of atypical no, I I really can't say much because I'm in trouble. But yeah, know, yeah, I, we can't get in trouble here. It's gonna be, I think you know, I think it's gonna be like a a nice a nice truth of adventure, and you know, with you know, there might be sad times, there might be hurtful times, you know, but you know, whatever happens, we we know we we know that the world is gonna enjoy this wonderful thing, you know? And Good answer. Whatever happens to Sam, whatever happens to Zaid, whatever happens to Casey or Paige, you know, it's it's going to be something. They're, they're going to enjoy this. Yeah. I You know, I always say about this show, it always makes me laugh. It always makes me cry. It always makes me think. And it almost always changes my mind about something that I thought I knew. So that's a pretty wonderful thing. Um, and then we'll look forward to seeing the both of you um, in, in this wonderful season, but then seeing what you guys do after this, because this is, this is a pretty epic thing, but it's just one more thing on your resume. You're both very young, very talented, and obviously uh, the casting directors and the producers and the studios are recognizing that. So I can't wait to see what happens for you guys next. So atypical, we have confirmation. It's July 9th uh, that this, the season four will be released. It's not to be missed, you guys. Uh, very near and dear to all of our hearts. We've loved this show and watching the arc, not only of the show, but of the characters and, and of all the actors who have been featured on the show, but most uh, especially getting to see you guys has been super, super fun. I thank you guys for being here. If, if before we go, is there anything that you want to tell our audience where they should check you out? Because um, uh, obviously you're going to be watching Atypical on Netflix, but Dom, is there a place, an Instagram or something for people to follow you? Yes, you or can follow me. Facebook? Uh, on my Instagram, you can follow me at uh, dcool19. That's lowercase d dot uh, c o o l and the number nineteen, and I also have you know we we just released a new song from Spec Lab. Uh, it's called it's a children's song. It's called Seven Days Are Fun. I I highly recommend people go check that out if they have kids or you know if they want to hear them themselves they can. And, and yeah, yeah. You should okay, really, so yeah. Check yeah. So check out Spec Labs uh, and you can see that Dom's done many musical videos there and some of them are, what is the one that I, there's a couple, what is that Big Mouth? 
one of the ones. Oh my gosh, that is so funny, Dom. Um, and and then were you also on Chicken Bone? Is that one of them too? Uh, not Chicken Bone. Uh, it was uh, Big Mouth. Fish Big Mouth is hilarious. Tal, have you seen Big Mouth? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, you've got to check it out. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, and, and Dom is just a few years younger. So Tal, where should people go if they want to follow more about your career and what you're doing? Um, my Instagram is at the Tal Anderson. That's T-H-E-T-A-L-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. Um, follow my Instagram to follow my journey and stay tuned because there are definitely things to come and, and also in the works. Um, there is a link tree in my profile that connects to various links on what is happening. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. But everybody needs to tune in on July 9th. I'm just going to tell you that there's some stuff and we can't give it away here, but you want to be watching on July 9th. So you don't hear spoiler alerts on social media. I hate that when that happens. When and, definitely, get, yes? and definitely issues available. I'm sorry. And definitely have tissues available. Bring oh bring yes, tissues. absolutely. Yes, You're gonna is. laugh, you'll cry, you'll learn, uh, and maybe even change your mind. July 9th. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. We'll look forward to hearing more from you guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. It's been such an honor to be here. Thank you. Good to see you as always, Sean. Welcome back, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. So amazing to watch these young people. And I, I just am so, like, I get emotional because it's such a thing that we want for people to understand. I, I just come back to Joanne Laura, my good friend Joanne Laura, who always would say, everybody deserves a seat at the table. And you don't get a seat at the table unless you have a job. And there are all different kinds of jobs and all different kinds of individuals. And even in the, in the amount of time that we've been doing this show, in the decade that we have been doing this show, it was unthinkable when we started this show that, that, that a major network or studio would hire an actor on the spectrum to play a role of someone on the spectrum. It was just unthinkable. It hadn't been done. And now it's, it is the expected norm that if you have a role and it's, an, a, you know, the role is somebody who's on the spectrum that you are at the very least going to audition actors who are on the spectrum. And that we're seeing that when that happens, more and more actors are being hired, not just in the small roles anymore, but in some very large roles, which we'll continue to cover as that happens. We're also seeing to see the, the next jump, the next phase, which is that there are actors who are on the autism spectrum who are being hired to play roles that are not individuals on the spectrum. And this to me is where we need to get. Um, that's the place that I wanna be more often than not. But I, I so appreciate these two amazing actors, all the work that they're doing. I appreciate Rabia Rashid. Oh my gosh, congratulations to her on these four seasons that have cracked world, the entertainment world, no one has done this quite like she has and including actors who are on the autism spectrum and to Netflix, who is getting it right and hitting it out of the park on a regular basis. Man, 
you know, thank you and congratulations to all of them. Now we gotta, we gotta leave this here. And as I mentioned before, we're gonna be taking a little bit of a hiatus. It's not long, it's like a week and two days that we'll be back uh, with doing live shows. So it's not long. And Traven has wonderful best of episodes planned for you to see. And I will tell you that next Thursday, the day before July 9th, we're gonna re-air this episode in case anybody missed it, July 9th fourth and final season of Netflix's Atypical. Make sure that you check that out. Um, but I also want to say to you guys that um, this weekend here in the United States is we're going to be celebrating the 4th of July. I'm just putting my plea out to everyone. Be safe. Have a good time. Think about what's right for you and how to celebrate that will make you feel the spirit of the holiday and the spirit of freedom and acceptance and um, being who you are, because that's all part of the 4th of July, and that it's okay to disagree with other people, but uh, that we have this freedom, supposedly, here in the United States. Let's see if we can find it safely and equitably over this holiday. I'm going to see you on, I think our next live show is on the 14th of July, and I look forward to being back with you. I'll check in from time to time, so if you're sending messages, I'll try to check in. But I hope that you have a wonderful 4th of July. Blessings upon all of you, and uh, if you're watching fireworks, enjoy. you know I'm a huge firework fanatic. So we will see you when we get back, but don't miss fourth and final season of Atypical. Thank you. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for watching Autism Live. If you found anything helpful in this video, please give us a like. In fact, make sure that you smash that subscribe button on YouTube and give us a like on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram for important updates. And please download our free podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. See you next time. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.